So I tried to like um not make like a four hour episode and like I failed. So like I guess that's what we get. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of Imani Talks Astrology. I'm so sorry, Rob. I have failed you. I aimed for 40 minutes and I just couldn't make it happen. Um and I don't think I was like I don't think I diverted from like the point too many times. Like I feel like I talked about some important shit. Um anyway, welcome back to another week of Imani Talks Astrology. I am your host Barbara. Joking. My name is Imani. Should that be like a thing where I like pretend to like not be myself? At the beginning of every episode. Am I being annoying? I'm being annoying. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, we're talking about the full moon in Aquarius, which is on Thursday, the 15th at 8.29 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is based off of Washington, D.C. <sighs> As I will say multiple times throughout the episode, I recorded like seven times um, because I just could not get it together. And my energy was just so bleh. And like, I don't like to talk about heavy things um, with a shitty tone because that scares people. And I don't want to scare you guys. I want you guys to feel empowered And I definitely think the way that I frame this episode in which you should feel empowered to make decisions about relationships um, in the coming weeks, okay? Um, We're setting the tone for the next six months. Actually, it will echo far further than six months. It will echo into our lifetime because everything is, you know, nonlinear, iterative, we are informing the next iteration of our being um, and the next iteration and cycle of our relationships. And I'm guessing if you're anything like me, you're probably tired of fuckboys and you're tired of stupid shit and you're just not having it anymore. And so you're just like at this point where you really got to delve deep and like look back and be like, you know, where did I have myself all the way fucked up and how could I make sure that I have my shit all the way the fuck together. And it's not even just related to like relationships in a romantic sense. It's friendships. It's work. It's business partnerships. It's family. It's social group. You know, it's literally every facet of life because for everybody it's different, right? And so it's like examining and feeling all of those things and like, oh my God, I... I've been doing this thing forever and like I have to do something different it's like yeah you show we're shown exactly what you need to change and what exactly what needs to be let go of who needs to be let go of and now the universe is like so what you finna do like you was crying last month during the eclipses talking about oh my god like I can't believe and then it was like well bitch I don't know why you can't believe we showed you pretty clearly ta-da bitch that's it you know let's go let's move like you're strong fortitude strength let's go what's next bigger better things right 
This is Leo season. This is about the true way of being. This is the testing ground. Are you going to do it or are you not? Right? Fixed signs teach us about love. How much do we love ourselves? Not, it's not about how much you love somebody else. It's about how much you love you. Right? And your willingness to make particular decisions from that, that space. Right? Alrighty. Get ready to delve into like an hour of some good shit um thank you so much for listening um to another week's episode i hope you enjoy i am sick and tired of recording this episode over and over and over again oh my god I am like deep in the full moon energy because the ascendant or the rising sign for it is Virgo 16 degrees and my moon just happens to be at Virgo 16 degrees and so like my moon is lit the fuck up my Virgo self is lit the fuck up and all the perfectionism is kind of coming out right now (laughs) and so um let's talk about that a bit so with virgos um and the perfectionist nature the desire is to be discerning the desire is to make accurate judgments and and decisions and you know put in place rules routines rituals that will get us to that end goal that will allow us to reap that harvest right in this particular instance, what many people are trying to harvest is a job, um, a relationship, a child, more money, um, friendship, belonging, you know, so many things. It could be so many different things. There definitely is a, mm, sorry, something just kind of came into my mind. Um, that definitely is the theme there. It definitely is deeply related to relationships. When I was at the Emergent Strategy um, retreat, one thing that they talked about is that the the smallest unit um, of humans is not an individual, but two people, but a relationship, right? When we think about it, that is where the magic kind of surfaces, with, is within relationships with people, relationships, you know, even we see this idea um even in astrology the sun and the moon the union of the two things are uh symbolic of marriage venus and mars you know together are representative of the 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 two energies related to creation right um and an egg and a sperm you know there's like lots of things that show that even the unit of one is not possible without the alignment of two and so even then I would say a really big theme if you aren't feeling the relationship element of things is this need for inner harmony or this moving to this space of inner harmony which of course then has a ripple effect on our relationships right let me um, provide some additional kind of context and information 
One thing that I kind of found really fascinating in uh, my, uh, I'm still a you know, baby astrologer, but one of the cool things that I learned or that I kind of saw was people talking about fixed signs, um, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, and their relationship to love. Um, and in a way, there is a lot that we learn from those four signs about love. Um, we can use that this same kind of trope and story um, with all of the signs, right? In or even all of the planets in some particular way. But just kind of bear with me, right? Um, what fixed signs are built off of is stability. Um, is a foundation, is a strong will, something that's unshakable, something that cannot be broken. Um, Sorry, I'm just waiting for this to pass by. Ooh, they're cheering on the podcast recording. Anyway, it's so good to be back home. I have not been home in days, and it's just my gosh um anyway um the fixed signs what was i saying yeah they teach us about um love and uh what it takes to build strong love right um what it is fortunatus a word i need to look it up i'm sorry you guys know how i feel about words fortunatus Fortuitous. No. Yeah, fortuitous. Having or marked by fortitude. Fearless, courageous, valiant. Unafraid, undaunted, unflinching, valiant. Right. Exactly. Something that's strong, something that can withstand anything. Um, the fixed signs in the tarot are represented in a number of ways. Taurus is represented by the Hierophant. This is how it has been willed. This is what the word is. You take the word for what it is. Um, the strength card, uh, the death card, and the star. Um, all of which are some of my favorite cards in the deck, right? And uh, strength uh, is oftentimes utilized in, uh, uh, it's the Leo card, uh, in relation to the idea of fortitude. It is the same thing, right? And so to kind of, it's that, and then on the world card, we also see those four, the four fixed signs being represented there at this ending of a cycle. And to be quite honest, I would say that this is a wrap-up of one side of the summer and an initiation and a doorway into another, um, which, you know, makes sense. We just had Lionsgate, which is really intense, um, which is originally when I had recorded. Um, but, like, you know, it's like with the fixed signs, so Taurus teaches us the importance of stability. The ruling planet is Venus, so it's all about self-worth. It's about value it's about self-esteem um, and that being our structure and our source of our security and our stability 
is our belief in and our trust in and the solidness that we feel within ourselves, right? Ideally, in a healthy relationship, that's the point in which you're building from. So if your foundation is fucked, all the next steps and things that I'm about to say are going to be fucked, right? And that's the kind of place that we've we've come into. Mind you, now, this has been a cycle that we've been working through for years. It was definitely one that was very intense at the end of last October, beginning of November. I've talked about this a number of times where there was just a lot of different relationship things that popped up in which people were really just like, really playing themselves and the universe is like you're playing yourself and you're like I know but like and the universe is like okay no 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 no, we're not doing this snatch you know or you can keep holding on and I'm just gonna you know we're gonna break your fingers so do you want your fingers or do you want this trash and a lot of people wanted the trash and they ended up not having fingers and the trash was gone and they were sad about it for some reason but guilty anyway um and so from there the leo uh is talking about the self-expression you know it's ruled by the sun um it's the love that you have for yourself and the way that you authentically show up as your heart-centered self as your truest self right not the people, the person that you've told that you are, but the person that you actually are, which is someone that a lot of us are just now becoming comfortable being, right? So it's a little, it's a little shaky. It's a little scary, right? And I feel like, you know, it's Leo season now. That's the testing ground that we're at where it's like, hey, you've learned all of this stuff since like 20, I don't know, 15 about what it means to be you and what happens or what doesn't happen or when you don't show up for yourself. Um, What you harvest when you aren't heart-centered, when you aren't making those decisions and that discernment based off of a place of who you genuinely authentically are and what you need to affirm your self-expression your authenticity and your value and your self-worth right and then this year you know last year again going into that profound understanding of like yo like this is who I am this is what I'm capable of the universe is like yeah like you're awesome like I've been trying to tell you forever that you're awesome you're like wow okay cool and then you're like struggling with this idea that you're awesome and like now you're kind of stepping into it but you're realizing that you need to change what is at the root of what is nurturing or growing you, right? Can you tell that I'm going through the the different eclipse seasons that we had? We had that Virgo eclipse cycle, and then we had that Leo eclipse cycle, and now we're in the Cancerian eclipse cycle that's finishing up, right? And so it's like, yo, you're awesome. Let's repot you so that you can grow even bigger. Let's water you with pure water instead of like, trash water you know instead and you know over the summer having to really cut out or make these really dramatic shifts and changes in our lives that allow us to really show up as who we are right and a lot of us are still in the middle of some of these changes and transitions we're not done you know don't feel like you have to be at some kind of profound place you know 
whatever change or place that you're in is enough and that's where you're supposed to be right now. Congratulations. Good job. Um, And so with that, knowing that, feeling that, you know, authenticity, this is how I am. This is how I show up, right? Because you're operating from that heart-centered self, you attract to you things that relate to that and you have the empowerment, you have the fortitude to say goodbye and to say no to anything that isn't that. And to be quite honest, I think that's the place where people are a little bit scared, right? Again, testing ground. We have to then trust. Scorpio teaches us about letting go. So all of the instances and and times and experiences that we've had in which we were shown that our authentic self was not enough or that our worth was not (laughs) what we think of our worth, we clearly didn't know what we were worth, right? And what everyone else has to say about what our worth and our value is is more correct than like our actual worth and value and our actual authentic way of being, right? And so kind of having to work through that, unlearn that and dispose of that so that you can understand that in the vulnerability and rawness that you exude by being yourself, there is trust and intimacy that is to be gained through relationships and through the inter you know through the interpersonal relationships that you create and foster and build and grow with people from there we move to aquarius where your personal experiences the intimacy and trust emotional depth vulnerability that you build with others is used as a catalyst is used as a tool to pour into the world, to pour into the collective, into groups, into different facets of your identity um, through the people that you belong to, being able to pour constructive ways of people feeling a sense of belonging and love with one another, right? Do you see why the first part of the stability part is important? Because all the other shit is fucked up if we don't do that. The thing with Aquarians is that they have this extreme commitment to being different, right? And it has a lot to do with understanding and knowing that there's more than one way to be and that just because something exists the way that it does doesn't mean that it's good enough. Just because what we have at this moment is what we have doesn't mean that that's all that we're allowed to have, right? That's why the it's rebellious. It's about changing structures. It's about changing um, existing you know, paradigms and making them into something greater, right? The paradigm that we're shifting is ourself um, and ourself in our relationships with other people. Now, To go back to the idea of or talk through what's happening in the chart right now, I've looked at it so many times that I don't even need to pull it up on my fucking phone to remember it. Um, (laughs) Oh, I might need my laptop. Fuck. See, this is what I get for talking shit. Um, I can talk from my memory. I know what happened. So again, the Virgo nature is like, okay, we want to harvest or build something. We see how large we are we see how large the possibility of us is remember all of this leo energy is sitting in the 12th house of the the full moon chart yes all of the astrologers are and astrology enthusiasts are rolling their eyes right now because 12th house energy is intense as fuck and it's for the most part if you know you're someone who's looked into to that 
you don't usually find very positive things about it. It's called the house of bad spirit. It's called the house of self-undoing. None of those things sound glamorous, sexy, or fun. I will be quite honest. This full moon is not necessarily a fun or gentle one. That new moon was definitely really nice and sweet. This is not that at all. This was the missing piece in the the Leo season, whatever. But I'm happy that... Um, I'm saying this now instead of then because you guys just would have been afraid of Leo season and there's no reason to be afraid of Leo season. It'll be fine. Anyway. And so the Virgo is like, okay, like given all of that, I know and that all that sits behind me, all of that's in my subconscious, right? About me and about my wholeness. Now I have to make something of that. I have to make relationships of that. I have to make meaningful connections, um, critical connections and discernments and decisions um, and creations from that understanding of who I am, right? But again, like I said, it's a testing ground. And I will explain in a little bit why it is a testing ground. So what also comes from the Virgo energy when Virgos are very trapped in their mind, they can become very anxious. Um, they can become, you know, very judgmental and critical, overreact, overanalyze, um, can do a lot of projecting because what they feel, and I watched this video um, Amber Khan did like two years ago. It was like an Aries um, uh read tarot reading for like the month of January 2018 um and it was just like when your intuition doesn't is miles ahead and it can't really like catch up and <laughs> it's moving faster than your understanding and, um, and moving faster than what's unfolding in front of you it's really easy to kind of fill in the gaps with what you think is happening and take everything that's happening in that space extremely personal right to the point where you're making and moving de making decisions based off an intuition without making you know decisions about you know actual judgments and understanding of things around you right this is a transit in which we have to use our objective awareness of what's happening to us. That is the full moon, right? Um, with the full moon, there is a certain amount of awareness that we gain from opposition where we're facing something. And because we're facing something, the decision making process must be well-informed and it must be based on all of the things that we have come into an awareness of now that being said there is an awareness that we all have of the patterns in past relationships um in our past ways of being that do not align with this new direction that we're going into the summer definitely probably shoved that in your face in in more ways more ways than one right um where it's like wow like i have to stop doing this thing right or understanding or being able to kind of set boundaries that's been another really big theme with um saturn 
in Capricorn is the idea of kind of setting boundaries and tearing down old structures and boundaries or even defining boundaries where there were none, you know, for the sake of moving forward and being able to nurture ourselves in a way that's conducive to getting us to that place that we're trying to go to, right? Um, I know that that sounds very vague, but I don't know how else to kind of explain that to you guys when I'm talking to literally hundreds of different people. <laughs> like everyone, everyone's situation is different, right? Um, so take that and put it where it belongs for you. For many of you, it will be in relationships, right? And so, and again, the the word relationship, it it can be romantic, it can be platonic, it can be work, it can be family, it can be whatever the fuck. Apply it to whatever makes the most sense. It also, like I said, has a lot to do with what's going on within you internally. So a balancing of masculine and feminine within self. So you're using the Aquarian lens and saying, hey, from these experiences that I have with people, with community, in what has made me feel a sense of belonging, in knowing that these are the things and the the things that I require and need from those around me to feel like I belong, to feel affirmed in my authentic self. What can I take from that that needs to be added to this conversation that I'm having about relationships? Okay. Um, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll I don't know what that weird accent thing was ignore me please oh my god I'm so annoying right now um I'll take a quick break I need to get my laptop because I thought I had access to my slides on my phone and I do not and there was some really dope information that I wrote about Venus aspects back in Taurus season that would really be fruitful for understanding some of the themes and things that are happening in this current full moon. Now, let me go ahead and forewarn you now. This is the part of the podcast where we're about to start talking about relationships. Okay? I would like you, as we go on to this break, to take this opportunity before you listen to the next half to make a objective decision about where a particular relationship that you have with someone that has came to your mind because I already know that it has stands okay objective decision not what you feel you can talk about what you feel what is it that you feel and what is it that you want or what is it that you seek you know um and asking yourself if this is something that can give you that you already know okay you already know. And if it's not about someone outside of you, asking yourself, hey, self, in what way have I been, no, everyone can ask themselves this question. Have I compromised some of my particular needs? What things am I not fostering? And um, what am I not honoring that I need? Where is there an imbalance? Okay. Um, as I said 
on my Instagram, some of you are in relationships that you do not need to be in right now. And the word relationships have quotation marks around it. That also has to do with work. That also has to do with, like I said, literally anything. Some of you are entertaining things that you just don't need to be entertaining. And you're doing it when you know better. A lot of people are also allowing old habits and their distrust of themselves and their ability to make decisions or their feelings and past hurts to get in the way of the decision-making process around a relationship that is ready to glow, <laughs> to glow, yeah, glow, <laughs> grow um, and expand in some particular way, Okay. You're either on one of those ends of the spectrum. Um, the details are very different for everybody I know, but kind of think about that. All right. We'll be back soon. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening to another week's episode. We'll be back. back I just had to hike up the stairs three flights of stairs in an unair conditioned building with all of my laundry back to my apartment Ooh, it's hot okay and all of the windows on my laptop have been closed perfect shit I'm out of breath let me get some something to fucking drink. Drinking mango kombucha at almost midnight. Oh my god. Okay. I have decided I'm going to do the framing and the context before talking about the chart, even though I've already kind of talked about the chart. And I'm doing this because I don't want people to be afraid. This context is necessary so that you can understand what actions you need to be taking. Okay? Okay, thank you. Now, I briefly mentioned, hold on, I need to take this sweater off. Yes, I'm wearing a sweater in the middle of the summer. Don't come for me. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's hot. Okay. Oh my God. Shit. Okay. We're talking about purgatory. Um, and we're talking about art. Vices, virtues. Um, for those now, purgatory, of course, is 
something that stems from the Catholic tradition. You all know that I do not define sinning. This is also something that was missing from a previous iteration of the episode and it just was lacking the context that's needed. This is by no means (laughs) a podcast that is solely based on Christian doctrine. I'm pretty sure that most of you guys know that. But you understand that the way that I frame things is that it is a conduit to understand circumstances that we're facing. Okay? I also do understand that there are people who don't have positive relationships with religion. I speak about these things in a very universal way in the same way that we access Eastern and other forms of religion and spirituality very willy-nilly. When we have a wealth of spiritual knowledge literally within our tradition that we have been conditioned under, right? I strongly believe in the idea of um, extracting knowledge and gems from Christianity because there are many, okay? that Let me say that, okay? Um, so yes, the idea of purgatory comes from the uh, Roman Catholic tradition. However, the way that I define sins the way that I define hell is not as a literal place or a list of things that's in the bible that it says that we cannot do remember the idea of sinning is a transgression against the self according to uh, Don Miguel Ruiz in the four agreements okay if you have not read the four agreements read the four agreements he also refers to hell as a state of mind right rather than a actual physical place now in the divine comedy which was written by dante a very long time ago um one of the sections is purgatory of course the way that he explains through his poetry this this journey is that he is being led by Virgil that doesn't really matter right and so he uh together they accompany or visit um the nine levels of purgatory now the first two levels are pur- of purgatory are for one people who are stubborn So the stubborn people, whether they know it or not, are stuck in the past because they refuse to see and understand the lessons of the past, right? And then the second level um, of people are also stuck in the past because they are repenting. So there is shame or guilt associated with the actions of the past that had them attached to them right both of those groups of people however are stuck in the past the thing about purgatory is that it is a place or a state of suffering inhabited by the souls of sinners who are expiating (laughs) expiating their sins before going to heaven so these are people who are supposed to be in heaven that have to like get their lives right if we think of heaven as a state of mind heaven being a place in which it is this pure and kind of divine sense of happiness fulfillment 
in a tarot way, we can kind of describe that as like uh, the star or like the nine of cups or even the ten of cups, right? It's just, or even the ace of cups where, you know, your cup runneth over, right? That's heavenly, right? When we say something tastes like heaven, it's like this is a, is an optimal way for this thing to feel, right? And purgatory is just being shy of that thing. Now, going back to what I was saying before, where it's like you have the intuition and the knowing and the feeling of the thing, but not having the understanding or the framing that'll allow you to make the decisions or the movements that will get you there, right? And because you're so obsessed with that outcome and everything being that outcome, it makes it hard for you to discern and it makes it easy for you to obsess and kind of loop in your mind or in some ways completely shut down to the point where you can't make those decisions that will get you to that place, right? That's a very ego-centered place that you're in where it's like, you know, ego in its while ego is necessary because it literally keeps us alive if you don't have if you're not alive you don't have an ego if you don't have an ego you're not alive right um it ego does protect us it is about the physical world it is about you know survival it is about existing you know it's about the the boundaries and limitations and the responses that you have to things that oftentimes allow you to survive right but we're talking about love. We're talking about the heart. And we can't respond to matters of the heart in that way, right? Granted, we can utilize and discern, you know, we can use our understanding of what has happened to inform better decision makings that is very heart kind of centered. But when we become trapped and looped in the mind, we can't listen to or understand what the heart is trying to get us to do. The next seven levels of purgatory, so to go back to that definition of purgatory, so it is a place in which you are to become purified, right? And if that is a state of mind, it is the transition from suffering, right, to acceptance. How is it that we absolve the past? We accept it for what it is and for what it was and utilize what we know as an opportunity to make a different decision, right? Making well-informed next steps and next decisions based on the things that we've known or seen or experienced, right? It's not about ignoring it and pretending that it's not there because it just pops up anyway. It's not about, you know, uh, dwelling and ruining and repeating and being afraid and being hyper focused and hyper aware of like every single thing that happened and da -da 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 -da, you know it's no this is what happened this is how that makes me feel now right I feel this way because of this particular thing that's happening or has happened and I'm choosing to move into this direction to to reconcile that particular feeling not that there was anything wrong with how that made me feel I felt that that is what I experienced from that and now we're moving on to something else right it's that simple right um we can look and see that there are 
high vibrational emotions and there are low vibrational emotions. You guys know how I feel about those two words, but like, just bear with me, right? Low vibrational emotions are ego-centered, right? High vibration emotions are heart-centered. This is about reframing. This is about reconceptualizing. This is about acceptance. This is about the hanged man energy, right? Where you're at a crossroads and you have the opportunity in this space where you are strung up and feel like you're in a place of suffering um, or misunderstanding or confusion um, or even in some instances chaos, you have the opportunity to then say, okay, this is what we're going to do now. I accept that this is where I am and from this place I will decide to make and go in this particular direction. Do you guys see why this framing is important? Now, let's talk about art. So, back in Aquarius season, literally the opposite season, I went to the MoMA um, when I was on my trip um, to NYC and I saw the Bruce Nauman Nomen? Nomen? Exhibit? His last name is spelled N-A-U-M-A-N. And there was two different exhibits. There actually was also one in Noma PS1, which is basically another section of the another MoMA museum that was previously a school that's been transitioned into a museum. It's really dope. You should check it out. Um, the artwork that I saw that was so cool was called Seven Virtues, Seven Vices. You can look this up on their website um, if you want to look at it yourself. And they have the seven deadly sins, right? The seven vices, which are the additional seven layers of purgatory, right? The, The sins. Ooh. Again, you guys remember how I define sins right transgression against self and remember our definition of the sun or the way that we frame the sun and leo season is coming into a totality of self right and aligning with the truest way of being the way of being the self that being said to operate in the ego space rather than the heart space is what the transgression against self and our emotions um, or sins can kind of show us or help us frame what way we are transgressing ourself or feel like a transgression is being done against us, right? Because you're, you're um, another book that I would recommend is The Language of Emotions. It talks about why you feel particular emotions and what that means. And I'll go into some examples as we I talk about this too. So I'm going to read what it says about the artwork. Bruce Nauman first intended the seven limestone slabs to be either installed on the facade of a building or embedded in the ground. Each stone is inscribed with a word created from one of the seven deadly sins, as outlined in the Bible, layered over one of four, one of Plato's four cardinal virtues or Christianity's three theological virtues. Virtues and vices. 
prudence and pride, fortitude and anger, faith and lust, hope and envy, charity and sloth, temperance and gluttony, justice and avarice, become entangled, superimposed, intertwined, illegible, canceling each other out while at the same time appearing to create new words. And so the thing about the art pieces is that when you looked at them dead on, because of the way that the words overlap with one another, you it's hard to discern what the words say. Are you guys picking up what I'm putting down? Because these two things are coexisting at the same time because we are paradoxical human beings, we are both operating in the ego and the heart simultaneously. What we have choice over is which one wins, right? And that's what's telling us the direction that we go into. Depending on the angle from which you look at the art piece, you can then discern the words, right? And so from there and, and viewing that as a, as a viewer of the artwork, you have the choice of which way that you would like to view and take in the words of each, right? You can look from one end and it can be hope, or you can look from another and it can be envy. Or you continue to remain in the middle where you're feeling kind of chopped and screwed by the existence of both of those, right? And what I find is lots of times as humans, um, our immediate response is to go to what is most safest, which is the uh, egoic feeling. In this re example that I just gave, it's so much easier to feel envy than it is to feel hope. It's a lot easier to say, wow, she has this and she has that. I wish I had that rather than, you know, one day... I can see myself having blah, 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 because that's something that I deserve because that is an embodiment of me, right? Um, mm, interesting. And so <laughs> with that, as we go through or purify and cleanse ourselves of these feelings that we kind of have in this decision-making process that we're being faced with um, during this full moon, we have the opportunity to choose between vice and virtue. That's uh, the lover's card, right? Um, where there is a big decision that is coming to play. Given what we know, given what we have experienced, we have an opportunity to turn a blind eye to experience for the sake of feeding the fears of the ego. Or we can choose the opposite, right? Where we can choose the heart. And in choosing the heart, we're choosing the self. Right. Let's talk about this chart, because I know that's what y'all here for. Let me log in to my accounts. Um.
I hope it's in this one. If it's not, it's going to be annoying. <clears throat> and it's not in this one. It's in the other email. Just like my intuition told me, and I didn't listen to it. Interesting. But, like, that's another thing, you guys, is, like, your intuition has probably been telling you that everything is going to be fine. But because your um, environment is showing you something else, you're being fucking ridiculous. I'm talking to myself. I'm not just talking to you. Um, okay. The presentation that I had did, which I, I'm still figuring out how I'm going to release and share it to people, is it's happening I'm I'm figuring it out it I'm in this process of rethinking and remolding the way that I'm going to do workshops to align with um what makes the most sense moving forward hold on I need to get a drink of this booch and I'm also pulling up this chart this very annoying chart. It was the last one I did. August 2019. Full moon. Cool. Um, yeah, so as I had said before, on the Ascendant, we have um, Virgo, so this is about what we harvest, right? So the decisions that we're harvesting will make room for something greater in the future. Now, the thing to kind of note, you guys, is that the future is blurry. Imani, why is the future blurry? The future is blurry because Neptune is on the descendant, is opposite. It's in the setting place. Why? Whereas this decision that you have to make is popping up here. What's going to happen because of this decision that you make is a little bit elusive. And I understand that's a part of what makes everything very scary. Now, another important thing to note, there is a lot of fire in the sky. When there are a lot of fire signs in the sky, everyone thinks that they're right. Everyone thinks that they have the answers. It's very easy to, while fire signs are the embodiment of spirit and passion and trust and, you know, divine kind of being, they also are representative of the ego, right? And so... Again, it will be very easy to kind of teeter-totter between back back and forth between ultimate trust in the universe and like, this shit is trash. I don't know what the fuck is happening, you know? And that's fine. There's no shame there. That's going to be how people are feeling, okay? We have Mercury square Uranus. So this is another one where you need to watch your mouth. Some of you are going to pop off at the mouth and say the wrong thing to the wrong person. 
or your words have the potential to lead to a breakdown or a breakthrough, right? Or have the ability to kind of change things suddenly, which is why there is a really big need for emotional clarity and a really big need for you to kind of step aside and step away um, if you have the opportunity to. If you do find yourself in a space in which things are getting contentious between you and someone, if you don't feel like you can have that conversation with them without saying something crazy, let them know. Again, if you know, one, you know, there isn't anything in Scorpio right now of the four fixed signs. Scorpio is the one that has nothing in it. Embody that Scorpio energy. Okay? Trust and intimacy. And that's regardless of how the other person is showing up. You speak your truth. You be vulnerable in the way that you need to be vulnerable enough to say, yo, look, I can't do this right now. Or I don't think that this conversation is leading to anything fruitful. Right? Mercury is trying Chiron. It can be very easy for us to speak from a place of wounding or speak from a place in which we're trying to defend ourselves to prevent ourselves from being hurt. That can be in the form of telling the other person what they want to hear. That can also be telling people the direct opposite of what we actually mean because we're afraid of being vulnerable. Okay? Okay. Now, in the 12th house, we have the Sun, Venus, and Mars all conjunct one another. Mars is not in a direct conjunction with Venus. That will not be until the 24th, which is what I told y'all a couple weeks ago, right? Right, cool. Um, Was it the 24th? Hold on. I don't know where my calendar is conjunct. Mars 2019. Yes, the fourth, the twenty fourth, perfect. Anyway, um, and so because of that, and all of that is in the twelfth house. Now, the twelfth house, like I said, is that which takes you away from yourself, right? It is an awareness of, but it, at its best, it is an awareness of your unconscious. Um, it is deeply related to imprisonment. It's related to hospitals. It's related to um hard drugs addiction um things that dissolve your awareness of who you are of you as an individual right um but again at its best it also rules things like monasteries meditation mindfulness the higher mind the higher self and again we speak about the higher self as a as a point of alignment with what is truest to you right so what this is kind of telling me at its best is you know in the decision that you're making you may feel very isolated and siloed from the person in which you're making these decisions with you may feel very far removed or a little bit uncomfortable in the decision-making process that you're being kind of pushed into. But I do really encourage a lot of mindfulness and thought. The card that represents this transit 
is the hanged man. The hanged man is, of course, the person that is upside down and is in, in an in-between state. And while they're uncomfortable because they're being hung upside down by their foot, they also have that, you know, halo effect around them in the picture, right? Where it's like they are in a stage of enlightenment because there is an acceptance of the condition and the middle ground that they're at. They're able to make a informed heart overhead decision, not head over heart decision, right? When you're strung upside down, your head is below your heart, right? Isn't that just so cute? And so it's like this sudden awareness and enlightenment and ability to make smart decisions, right? Because of the awareness that you have. That is the most positive way that we can utilize that energy, right? Like I said, it can be very easy to feel more confused. I would encourage you to step away to make decisions. If the other person is asking you, to step away to make decisions, you need to honor and respect that. And you also need to utilize that time for you to think and come to your conclusions and understanding for yourself as well, right? The This is not about choosing the other person. And that's what I need people to understand, especially for these people that are in dealing with people that they don't need to be dealing with, you know? And if you've already cut things off with that person that you know that you're not supposed to be dealing with, asking yourself, what about this circumstances or these situations, you know, what is it that I allowed, right? I can be angry at this person. I can be this. I can feel this way. I can feel betrayed. I can feel this. I can feel that, you know, but like, what was it that I allowed? Given everything that I've learned and now understand about myself, in what way was there some transgression against myself and what would the next opportunity to connect or interact with someone look like if it was one in which my authenticity, my worth and my value, my trust and the intimacy that I'm trying to be create with one with someone else is being honored. What would that look like? Ooh, right? Isn't that so different than, oh my God, will this person love me? Oh my God. Will... No, like if you do that, and we've talked about this before, we, if we want to see external movement, there has to be what? Internal movement. We're shifting our internal word, worlds to see the outside be reflective of those internal changes. Because if the internal is fucked, guess what? The external is fucked as well. Thank you. I think you get it. Now, on the IC, so in the fourth house, we have Jupiter. Jupiter is at 14 degrees. It just went direct the other day. And so this is really great because this is saying, what Jupiter is saying is like, hey, this is all related to that dream. Remember that thing that we've been crafting that you've been talking about that you want so much? Yeah, this is about that. It doesn't feel like it is, but it definitely is. What we're growing and expanding in this moment is what will nurture us for the next six months. So not to add pressure to your decision-making process, y'all, but for people who are considering to choose vice, 
over virtue. For people who are choosing someone who won't give them everything that they need, that's the space that you're going to be growing and creating from for a while until the universe gives you another opportunity to self-correct. And listen, 2019 is the testing ground, y'all. 2020, you got to... You got to be on it, right? And to be quite honest, for, for people who who don't show up in the way that they should or need to during this full moon, I think that that eclipse in uh, December is going to be very difficult. Just saying. And then the eclipses in January are going to be pretty difficult as well because, like, please listen. <laughs> Um, what else is there to say about this chart? Oh, it will be the part where it will be easy to slip back into things because the future is uncertain, right? And to be honest, it's uncertain, but it's also not uncertain. You know, Neptune is retrograde right now. So you may have a vague, you may not have an exact idea of what's coming to you, but you know, pretty clearly like you know the the positive relationship to be quite honest for everyone is on the horizon right the the unconditional love that that we seek because we unconditionally love ourselves it's there it's waiting right we just don't know who or what or you know the circumstances in which it will arrive but it's it's waiting there right the seventh house is about joining it's about death and endings and endings bring what new beginnings right and it's also the idea of becoming a part of something larger than self so that point in the chart is connected to both the south node and the north node so it there is um the relationship between neptune and the south node is a sextile and the sextile is about opportunity right and so what i was kind of saying or what i wanted to point to is like if you want to slip back into old habits and patterns, this full moon is like, I dare you. I dare you after all of this hard work that you put in and all of this realization that you've had, I dare you to slip back. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can. It's right there. The opportunity. If that's what you want to do, if that's the direction that you want to go into, because oh my god I want this person so bad like who cares there's another one that's a thousand times better that's just waiting for you I'm just saying <clears throat> um <laughs> I'm not trying to be an asshole y'all I'm just saying that opportunity is there or going towards that direction of look this is what I needed to nurture me this is what I needed to grow that opportunity is there as well yeah you can do that with your future or you can do this um, back to the past nonsense with your future. The choice is yours. To talk about the aspects, this is the part where I don't want to hear y'all because I know that this is about to hit a couple of y'all really personally. Now, there are a lot of intense Venus aspects there is an opposition between venus and the moon which we will talk about 
the conjunction between the sun and Venus and Mars puts a hyper focus on relationships. You also might just feel really horny for like absolutely no reason. And you're like, where is this coming from? And it's like the sky. Not to be funny, but like literally. Um, but the Venus opposition with the moon, I would say <laughs> this week, look out for a lot of things in the news related to like women and like not fun things that you want to hear about women, but like disgusting things that men and other people have to say about women. You may hear some opinions from friends or from your partner or at work um, from lots of different people about women or relationships or femininity, beauty that shock you. Or you're like, oh, I didn't know that you thought like that. So that, that that's also another thing is like coming into this awareness um, that maybe someone wasn't as like down as you thought they were, right? Um, really big themes that are coming up. The difficulty of separating your worth, um, you're separating your worth from expectations of parents, um, family, culture, society, groups that you belong to. you finding that your self-esteem and worth are tied to the mainstream ideas of what makes someone valuable. Or even in your own relationship, realizing that your relationship or partnering um, or attachment style has been based on some of these things. So also think about it in that way as well. Um, having difficulty aligning your habits and emotional needs with self-esteem needs. So you may be very self, you may be very indulgent this week, um, gluttony. <laughs> and you're like, where is this coming from? And it's like, it's coming from you being very emotionally uncomfortable right now. Again, remember the opposite of gluttony is temperance, Right. And temperance is about what? It's about patience. It's patience. It's about balancing the heart and mind, right? So not letting the physical body, um, you know, it because you can't see or make sense of things outside of you. It may you may feel the need to do or cope with that in some sort of physical way. I definitely strongly encourage meditation um, and exercise um, or some other thing related to movement or mindfulness, go on a walk, something that keeps you from like, whether it's like compulsively eating, compulsively drinking, compul you know, whatever it is, you know, do something that will keep you, this is also another Virgo thing, do something that will keep you busy in a healthy way that will allow the opportunity for you to kind of come to a conclusion um, that works for you. Look into what your Mars sign is. Um, your Mars sign will point to to me at least, my Mars sign is what gets my, my engine running or my engine revving and I find clarity from like driving, right? Um, Mars is also my ruling sign of my 
the ruling planet of my sun sign. So look into the ruling planet of your sun sign to kind of find healthy ways to cope. Um, or even your moon and again appealing to the good ones right so like if you want to go get a massage or you want to get like acupuncture you know do like there are things like if you need to do something physically don't do something that has you feeling uh again like you've overindulged and creates a sense of guilt within you after you're done right patience um you may come into the awareness of your tendency to try desperately to meet someone part someone's partnership needs and expectations to your own detriment lots of things related to codependency coming up this can be in relationships or this can be to things as well you guys venus is a big role in this so it can be physical things it can be food it can be drugs it can be a lot of things right and how that is a signifier of the need to create a firmer and stronger foundation of self remember venus is the indicator of self-esteem and self-worth it is conjunct the sun which is our indicator of the self and of authentic authentic self-expression right so those two things are deeply interconnected to one another at this time and so you do have to kind of take an inventory of where you stand there right and it doesn't have to be perfect nobody is perfect but being able to acknowledge where there are chinks in your armor or where there are weak spots and vulnerabilities in your armor is what's going to help you right not in ignoring them or pretending like they're not there or obsessing over them but looking at them and taking an assessment of them, thinking this is where this comes from, this is where this comes from, this is where this comes from. What can I do different knowing that to move forward and be safe? For some people, there could be an awareness of, you know, if you've had like an inkling, you know, discovering that you were the other move woman, sorry, um, or discovering that the nature of the relationship that you're having with someone is not fulfilling um there could be the awareness of a third party that also is another thing to think about since mars and venus are conjunct and the moon is opposite you could be finding out that there is a third party now if you have not suspected or felt that that's been the case it is probably not do not go searching for things that you don't want because you will find the things that you don't want. But if you have suspected that in the past um, or in um, a current relationship situation, blah, 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 that that was the case, you may come into the awareness of that. Um, and that goes for men as well. You could also find out that you're a side dude. Anyway. Hatred, uh, yeah, we talked about the disdain for women and all that other stuff. Um, overall disharmony within inner feminine. Then let's talk about the Mars, Venus Mars conjunction. There is an overfounding and magnified understanding or seeing um, or feeling of the need to be in a relationship and form connections with others. The caveat with that is that it is for better or for worse. And that's why the reflection part is needed because you need to see or make sure that the decisions that, excuse me, 
and the decisions that you're making about um, partnering are intentional and they're necessary um, and they're ones that are aligned with you and your needs rather than just ones that you're like, hey, just for the fuck of it, I really want to be, I really want to be with someone right now. And it's like, okay, but like, where are you? And it's like, I haven't really checked on on me. And it's like, well, that's, this relationship isn't going to go well, then is it? If you haven't checked in on you, but like, okay, do you? Um, <laughs> is the kind of energy there. Um, you may feel this intensity of like, people are treating you in relation to their attraction to you or objectification or the realization of the affection or I mean or the uh desirability that you do or do not face because of those particular things right so this for a, like I said this can be a, a full moon that brings up a lot of really deep and intense um feelings and and woundings because that that Chiron element is there um Seeing that your security needs are overlooked by a partner because there is a specific role that you have made to feel you must serve in the relationship. Talking to them about that, right? And clarifying whether that is or is not true anymore. And then kind of searching for and finding the most fair um, outcome for the circumstances, right? And if the person isn't willing to compromise with you, then maybe... Um, yeah um <laughs> awkward um difficulty finding value outside of the way that it is defined by others and society um there is also the possibly the need to feel like you have to compete with others to feel valuable and that also kind of goes into that same dynamic that I was talking about um related to like if there are third party situations and stuff like that Ooh, my nose is itching. Yay, that means I'm on it. Woo, okay. So, just to reiterate, the virtues and vices. Pride and prudence. Anger and fortitude. Let me say this. If there's an uh, an emotion that I understand very well, it's anger. Do not laugh at me. I know that was very Aries of me. I understand anger very, very well. Anger stems from you feeling like somebody has violated your boundaries, right? And so what fortitude is, as we discussed earlier, it is this assuredness that you have in the structure or the stability of what you have built right it is an unshakableness that you have because you know your boundaries it doesn't matter right so like someone can make you angry but you being angry isn't about to force your hand to a point where you compromise yourself right you're going to stand strong and tall in what you believe and what you need for yourself, right? And I'm not talking about in a very like superficial way. I'm talking, again, this is deeply related to you and you being an authentic version of yourself 
in a healthy way, right? Let me keep going. Lust and faith, envy and hope, sloth and charity, gluttony and temperance, avarice and justice, right? Avarice is greed. It has to be this way. If you don't fill this role like this, I don't I don't know if we can do this. And it's like, that's not fair. There has to be compromise. And if the other person isn't willing to compromise, there you go. If you're not willing to compromise, hey, they got an option to choose something else or choose somebody else. Okay? I definitely would think, I think it's, it's worth um, examining which of those feelings have been surfacing for you what that means for you and where that comes from and inviting yourself to feel the opposite or other feeling, right? Okay, I'm done. Uh, I'm. This is the final version that I am making of this podcast and I'm happy with this. There were lots of like stories and other things that I kept trying to add that just didn't need to be there. It was fluff, it was extra, it wasn't needed. I think this really communicated exactly what's going on in a way that's not as scary as I did before. Um, Thank you so much for listening another week. Um, If you enjoy this podcast, you can support in a number of ways. You can support by purchasing a reading. I'm booking for the end of August. So the last two weeks of the month. I'm sorry, no, the last week of the month. And then... I'm starting to book for September okay um so if you would like to get up on that get up on that because your girl is booked and busy um if you're in DC I will be at the little lotus herbals full moon gathering I'm posting about that on my Instagram it's this Friday I believe it'll be at nine o'clock I'll be doing the astrological forecasting and so we'll be talking about this and I'll be answering questions because I love answering questions about astrology because that's what I do (laughs) that's what I do um another way to support is by donating slash tipping my PayPal link is in the description box Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week. Fun episode in the works. It will come out. Mashallah. We'll see. Because I've tried to do this episode before and it wasn't happening. But I I don't know. We'll see. If it doesn't happen, you'll get something else. And you won't even know. Anyway, thanks you guys. Happy full moon.